Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast where the dinos stomp and we all have a romp. My name's Matthew Donald, and each episode I and a rotating set of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the self-proclaimed, uh, what is it, you, you just, you person who does a lot of dark humor and bad jokes, <laughs> as well as, you know, some, some other things, you know, she's known for a lot, she's a good person, Natasha Crack! Oh, hello! <laughs> How are you doing this fine day? Oh, today is absolutely lovely. 70 degrees, middle, early November, yep. Colorado. Can't complain. Yes, yes. Uh, the, we are recording this in early November, but who knows when this will actually come out. I think it might be like around December. In fact, we're theming this episode around the holidays, in a way, sort of. Not as explicitly as some other dinosaurs that I want to do later. Uh, or other pre- Well, this isn't a dinosaur. Other prehistoric creature. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it, but at the same time, it doesn't. it's in the title of the episode. Everyone knows what, the, what, what creature we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, let's see, the the uh, holiday season is upon us. Um, if you could, if you were Santa and you wanted help from a prehistoric creature for your workshop or for your duties or whatever, which prehistoric creature would you want and why? Hmm. Oh, so many prehistoric creatures can be so useful. Yeah. Uh, if I wanted sheer weightlifting capacity, I'm going with a sauropod. All right, get all the yeah, for, to lift all, all the toys up to Santa's sack. Do all the heavy lifting, heck, even carry things around the workshop from one end to the other. Yeah, they're just straight up muscle. Exactly. Mass. Although you would have to give the, bundle them up because it's yeah. cold. Although there have been shown to be some Arctic dinosaurs That's that true. could handle. So maybe some of them. Mm-hmm. Like now, once a pachyrhinosaurus was considered right. very common up there in the. In Alaska. In fact, I've seen some artwork depict it with, like, feathers that kind of look like a muskox. I've seen some of that as well, which is really interesting. Hold on, I'm going to open the door because I heard the dog scratch at the door. Come in here, Henry. Hi, pupper. Yes, it is my uh, dire wolf, Henry. Hello. No, he's, he's just a mutt, whatever he is. Ah, <laughs> uh, but shelter mutts are the best. They are. He's so sweet and he knows he's rescued. Is so sweet. He's like, thank you. The thank real you question so is, who rescued who? Oh no! I actually I saw that um, uh, bumper sticker that was like that. That was like it showed like a paw print that said, "Who rescued who?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's sweet." But then me, my my typical English major uh, way, I was like, "Actually, it should be who rescued whom." 
I get the message and it's sweet, but come on, grammar. Ah, grammar's overrated when it comes to bumper stickers. How dare you? Get out right now. <laughs> oh, it's a bumper sticker. Yeah, and most Americans honestly can't read and do good grammar. That's true. Or do good grammar, yeah. <laughs> yeah case in point. <laughs> oh, bad grammar, pun intended. Oh, bad, 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 bad. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, this isn't a grammar podcast. This isn't a writing podcast. I do have a writing podcast, but I can mention that at the end of the episode. No, this is a prehistoric creature podcast. Predominantly dinosaurs, but other things as well. Uh, and the one that we're doing is definitely not a dinosaur. It is, in fact, a deer. Megaloceros, or Seros. Uh, it means giant horn. It's also known as the Irish elk. Yes. Uh, it is a deer. It is seven feet at the shoulder, or 2.2 meters. Its antlers are lone, can be up to 12 feet long. I mean, really putting a moose to shame there. Right. Or I've th- seen them up close. Yeah, 3.8 meters. You've seen moose up close? Yes, I have. Yeah. Recently, a few months ago. Oh, nice. When you were exploring that factor- that, that abandoned factory? or No, actually, that was on a different explorer. I was exploring <clears throat> outside of Nederland, Colorado. Oh, wow. Um, me and my buddy were driving up to this hiking spot. I was driving, at the time, my little red car. All oh, of a sudden, nice. I see this moose galloping down the road. Oh, Big, full-grown Galloping? Bull. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, they can gallop. Anyway, I see this moose, we automatically drop our speed. Uh, it stops, we stop, the car goes into park. It actually did give us the classic moose death glare. It looked over yeah, its shoulder. It was a us. staring contest. Let's just say the least. Uh, it was like a hold up, a Mexican standoff sort of thing. Yeah, but the moose would have won. Even against my little car, <laughs> um, a full grown bull weighs easily 2,000 pounds. And right. let's not even throw in those antlers. Right, and speaking of weight, um, the. Uh, uh, Megaloceros, it weighs, it's slightly uh, smaller, less, you know, it's not as heavy as a moose. It's at either 1,200 to 1,500 pounds or 550 to 700 kilograms. Uh, it was an herbivore, as, you know, deer are. <laughs> uh, particularly a browser, predominantly. Um, it was, it lived in the middle Pleistocene to the early Holocene, so 400,000 to 750 no, no, sorry, 400,000 to 7,500 years ago. So it was pretty recent, this one. Yeah, our uh, ancestors would have encountered it. Absolutely. Uh, it is located in Ireland, hence the con- common nickname Irish Elk, although it's also found all across Europe, too. An interesting point, it's actually on the coat of arms for Northern Ireland. I have that mentioned here in the pop culture appearances section. <laughs> Uh, it was described in 1799 and other pop culture appearances as well as being the coat of arms in Northern Ireland. It was on Walking with Prehistoric Beasts and it was in the Ice Age series from The Meltdown onwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I lost track of that series of movies after the second one, I think? It got a bit silly at the end. Just a, just a bit. Yeah, a bit. Like the, the final one, the, the collision course one, it goes off the rails. Oh boy. That, so it's clearly a kid's movie. Well, yeah, but the Scrat, their own. the Scrat finds a spaceship in the beginning of that one. Oh and, dear. And like goes out into space and accidentally sends like a purple asteroid towards the earth <laughs> with like purple energy on it and, and crazy stuff. And it has some fun with uh, some sci-fi tropes because you know you see the antics of the squirrel at random parts. It cuts <laughs> the way to that. One of them is that he has the, the he messes with the uh, the ship's anti-gravity or gravity oh, no. or, or gravity stuff. So at, so like he at first he floats around, but then he accidentally holds up, presses a button, and it goes like gravity of Jupiter. Oh no! <laughs> and then he's just weighing down, and then the 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 um, acorn rolls towards him. He's like tries to crawl away. Sorry, I'm letting the dog out. <laughs> 
So the acorn rolls towards him, tries to roll away, and the acorn suddenly rolls over him, and since it's it, it's Jupiter gravity, it weighs like a hundred pounds. So in other words, we need a series called Scrap in Space. Yeah, I mean, there already was in that one, but like the rest of that movie, like it's all ridiculous, but I did like the scrap parts. <laughs> Those are always the best parts. Um, yeah, so Megaloceros, uh, not to be confused with Megaloceros with an A, which I, I had to make this part when I, I was confused about this because I googled Megaloceros with which spells at the end C E R A S and found out that it is a type of nautiloid mollusk from the Silurian period. Oh my! Megaloceros, R O S at the end, is one of the largest deer that ever lived, comparable to the Alaskan moose, as we mentioned, uh, which I think is the biggest moose. That makes sense. Um, They've got better habitat up there than they do in Colorado, and they were only recently introduced in the past. 30 to 40 years. Really? To Alaska? Yeah. They weren't native they, No, they were reintroduced to Colorado. Oh. It was another initiative, and they've become quite successful out here. Nice. I have seen, I remember traveling up the mountains, I've seen a couple of moose. Yeah. A couple of meese. Oh, no. It is moose in the plural. No, I know. I'm just, it's just kind of silly. Uh, yeah, so we brought, brought up this animal because the holidays are near, and so we thought we'd celebrate here at Paleo Bites. We're talking about the closest prehistoric animal to reindeer that's worth talking about. Yeah, imagine a bunch of these trying to pull Santa's sleigh. <laughs> they would, they would, they wouldn't be have to be in, in pairs because the the two up front would their their antlers their would just antlers clash. Would get interlocked. Yeah, Rudolph would be fine up there with his glowing nose and his antlers all by himself. But oh, the let's other... be honest. If I was Santa, I would deck those horns out with extra lights. <laughs> oh, that's true. That sounds great. <laughs> Get into the Christmas spirit. Extra lights on the horns of these magnificent beasts. Yeah, exactly. Ru- Rudolph has one idea. Is has the idea, right? We gotta deck them all out. <laughs> Overshadow Rudolph even more. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right. Um... We're all sick of that Carol at this point. Somebody please write I mean, something new. I mean, basically, the the moral of that story is like, if you have a defect, you will get mocked for it unless your defect is useful in some way. Which in and of itself is really messed up, especially a bit in problem- this culture. A bit problematic, wouldn't you say? Yes, especially in this culture today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so... Um, yeah, while well, most fossils of this giant deer have been found in specific bogs and islands, there's evidence of it throughout Europe. And also, it's apparently not closely related to elk either, so the common nickname Irish elk is all kinds of inaccurate, it seems. Mm-hmm. But it seems their habits are actually similar, because yeah. you are likely to find modern elk in swampy areas. Makes sense. Uh, its most notable feature, of course, are its giant-ass antlers, as we mentioned. Um, and sometimes they weigh up to 88 pounds, <laughs> These just the antlers. I can't imagine carrying around 88 pounds on my head. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's a deer head, so it's kind of little. <laughs> yeah, all things considered. But the real question is why? Why are these antlers so big? What's it compensating for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like like most deer, I think it's pretty much assumed that the females had no antlers. It's just the males that had them. In most cases, that is Reindeer. Correct. Reindeer and... are weird. Yeah. Reindeer. I'm sorry, but Santa's antlers... Uh, reindeer, they're all female. Yeah, because the the males shed their antlers in the winter, right? Yes. So, yeah. So, uh, Rudolph and the gang, yeah, uh, Santa was being hauled around by a bunch of female reindeer. Well, I guess in that instance, if it's like that... Wait, no, never mind. I was going to say they'd be fine with the antlers, but then we just said that, no, the antlers different. So, <laughs> But if they were female megaloceras instead of male reindeer, then I guess they'd be fine. Now, elk, on the other hand, while not related... Don't drop their antlers. Actually, let me oh, double check that. Let me okay. double check that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll make sure we're scientifically accurate here on Paleobites, this dumb dino show. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. And while she's doing that, um, many, theory, many theories have been proposed as to why Megalosaurus had uh, well, I guess we have a dog down there. I don't know if you could hear that. Um, why the why the uh, elk or Irish elk, except not elk? Why their antlers were so big? Such as the males using them to fight over the females. So it turns out the elk do shed antlers. Okay, good to know. We want to make sure we're scientifically accurate and yes. our research is all verified here on this serious show. Um. Anyways. Uh. But it turns out that these antlers are not very well suited for combat. Like, they could really splinter and shatter. And also, like, yeah, like, the way they'd lug them around, it, would, it wouldn't be smart to just kind of smash them together, like what people would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based on what I'm looking at with a lot of modern deer, including moose, because I had to double check. Yeah. They should, might have shed their antlers, but I don't know if there's proof of this. Oh, that'd be a heck of a relief for them. They'd be like, oh, thank God. All this weight, this 88 pounds is just <laughs> off my head. Like, it turns out the moose shed their antlers as well, and those things weigh quite a bit the bigger the moose. Yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think it's funny that mo- that deer, the male and female, are called buck and doe, but for moose, it's bull and cow. <laughs> that actually applies to elk as well, by the way. Really? Okay. Uh-huh. So it's just the smaller, daintier deer that are yeah, does just... and bucks, yeah. Yeah, or if you're looking to use more poetic language. Uh, if you're looking to use more poetic language, yeah, buck and doe sound better. Right. But if you look at, say, Colorado Division of Wildlife, you will also see uh, bull and cow interchangeable with many species. Right. Sorry if you can hear the dog barking down there. I don't know if, I don't know if the microphone's picking it up, but I don't know what he's going crazy down there. That's okay. I guess it makes the show more endearing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pun intended, right? Oh, oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Good job. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, anyways, um, the the most commonly accepted theory, though, for Megaloceros, for in terms of its elk, um, is oh, in terms of its not its elk, in terms of its antlers. I can talk, guys. <laughs> uh, is that they were used to the males used them to intimidate rivals and impress females. That is such a common trait in the animal world for a lot of seemingly unnecessary features. Oh yeah, exactly. Like the thing with most of these features that are such as this that are used for mating purposes is that they continue to increase in size because the ones with the biggest of them are tend to be the ones that breed, and yeah. therefore the genes are the those genes are the ones that carry on. <laughs> like in a related note, <laughs> I remember seeing a scientific article that posed the question of why humans are the only mammals with prominent breasts even when they're not nursing. 
But to me, the answer is obvious. I mean, you really don't have to think that Like, far. it's not really scientific. Like, most men tend to like women with bigger boobs. Yes. Thus, they tend to have sex with them more, and thus the big boob gene <laughs> is passed on throughout the generations. Even with our closest uh, modern relatives, they don't have as prominent. Hope. Right, They only, and even then, they only come out, like, when they have babies to nurse, exactly. usually. So, but yeah, so I bet you didn't expect this kind of talk to be mentioned in a paleontological podcast about, and with the episode about deer, right? I mean, they are mammals. We're mammals. Yeah, exactly. Why not throw in a few jokes on yeah, the side? Yeah, a little bit of, yeah, just a little bit of a subtle sort of adult stuff. <laughs> Anyways. We don't have any filters, unlike Disney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine Bambi, but with Megaloceros? I don't remember Bambi, so I wouldn't know. It's not uh, the one where the di- the deer doesn't get drunk. That's dumb. No. <laughs> okay. The, that's another one, actually, with all the silly modern wildlife movies. Yeah. Uh, there's been one or two where a deer has legitimately gotten drunk. No, Bambi's just a sad story. Oh, yeah, well, yeah the, the mother gets uh, shot. Yes. And, and then Bambi grows into the prince of the forest, supposed to be a happy ending. Right, I mean, does, does he does he still hang out with Thumper? I remember that that was when yeah, he was no, a baby. No, I think that's in the sequels. Okay. Um, where you well, the sequel see- it's a midquel, right? The the sequel midquel. Because I think it's still when he's a young or one in the in the. I think there's another one where he's older okay. and we actually see him as a full grown, as it turns out, elk. Right. Oh, he is an elk. He's not a deer. He is. He's oh, elk. okay. He's an elk. You look at the antler formation, yeah, Bambi's an elk without oh, really? question. His really? Body Interesting. Um, Beautiful animals. Yeah, no, they are. You know that the Bambi sequel set a record for the longest time between installments of a series? 64 years in wow. between, in between well, chapter honest. one and two. Bambi didn't need a sequel. No, but it was in that time where Disney was releasing sequels to all their old movies. They're still doing that. They're not as much anymore. No, no, no. no they're another more theatrical, like like Frozen 2 and Wreck-It Ralph 2, yeah. but they're not like the direct-to-video ones we used to have. Yeah. Or they're all remakes. No, I, I mean, come true. on. Were some of these remakes necessary, Disney? Yeah, Lion King wasn't even a re. It was a remake, but it was just word for word. I literally have not seen that. I, I've only seen parts of it, and like, there's nothing different, except that it's 30% longer. Oh, And they just grief. stretch out scenes. Uh, is there music any good? No. Because oh, also the uh, the animals don't emote. Oh, great. Which I think is dumb. They're like, oh, we want it to be realistic so that we don't... Well, like, didn't you see Narnia? They made that lion look emotive. Aslan emoted beautifully. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So don't give me that crap. And he looked pretty realistic when they needed a realistic looking lion. Anyways, Megaloceros. <laughs> Movie tangents, right? Right, exactly. Uh, yes, as you were mentioning earlier, modern humans and Megaloceros did coincide, and they interacted with each other quite a bit. There's evidence of hunting and cave painting that splendidly shows a relationship with these giant deer. It's assumed, though, that a combination of overhunting and climate change after the ice age ended is what finally drove these magnificent creatures to extinction. Tragic, really. Making them yet another sad example how we kill hordes of wondrous species with our destructive actions. Anyways, Merry Christmas, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. Maybe, I don't know, I think it is. It's certainly my favorite. Actually, no, it's all my favorite. We rate the animal 1 out of 65 million, for whatever reason we like. I mean, in terms of sexiness, as we've mentioned before, it's, I mean, like those antlers. Those antlers, yeah. Oh, man. Imagine being a modern person to find one of those sheds in the forest. Right. You know what, you know what, I'm sure they'd be really good company at a stag party. (laughs) 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 Oh, anyways. 
don't know. It was pretty good. I like deer. You know, I'm going to give it like a 60 million. I think it's pretty dang good. <laughs> they, they are amazing creatures. I can only imagine... Uh, finding one in the forests of North America, yeah. they would be a magnificent creature. Oh man, utterly but... terrifying. Oh yeah, no, most yeah wolves utterly... would be like, "What is this thing?" <laughs> utterly terrifying, but at the same time, absolutely magnificent. Nice. So, what would you rate it? I'm gonna give it a 62 million. Oh yeah, it's a little bit higher. Almost yeah. perfect, but not quite. They're almost perfect. I mean, imagine yeah. something that size. If it was like, if it was like a long neck size, <laughs> just a giant, <laughs> giant deer, then it'd be perfect. Well, <laughs> now we're starting to touch into the territory of Welcome to Night Vale. Oh right, or it's one of those uh, spe- long-legged, three-eyed flying deer wolf. What is this no- craziness? Is this an anime? No, no, it's its own <laughs> podcast of oh. insanity. If you like the Twilight Zone. Oh, okay, good to and hear. And you like darker humor. Okay, uh, yeah, I, can, I could go for some darker humor. <laughs> then Welcome to Night Vale is your podcast. Of course. Well, uh, welcome to and goodbye from Paleobites. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of the show, you can... Uh, uh, email us at matsd at methadoncreator.com you can find me on social media at methadoncreator on Facebook at methadon64 on Twitter and methadon64 on Instagram you can contact me you can contact Natasha you can contact any of the previous guest co-hosts we you know we, we're welcome to answer most of your questions <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also uh I have a podcast about writing, which I think I mentioned earlier. Was that this episode where I mentioned? Oh, I think you may have Oh, because the grammar thing, yeah. The grammar. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I have another podcast about writing called The Rit Wit, where two twits, uh, me and some other doofus, talk about writing. He's <laughs> my best friend. I shouldn't shouldn't be so down on him. <laughs> well, we all call each other doofus. And it's true. Finally, uh, if you like reading, I have a book series on Amazon called Megazoic. It's a dinosaur sci-fi, so that's pretty neat, right? <laughs> Available on Amazon for print and Kindle. I'm pretty happy with it. It's, it's my baby. <laughs> and uh, Natasha here did the illustrations for it, so... They're pretty neat. You check out my art, her artwork. Check out my words. <laughs> They're art. They're oh, it's all art, right? Anyway, Two different mediums. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this uh, episode. And as we say here at the end of every episode, what what does a deer make? It makes the sound of a tweeting bird. Got it. No, I'm looking for something fun. We're gonna see if we can get an elk bugle for you. Because that's as close as we're going to get. I like that. No. (laughs) So while I'm trying to look for this sound, I've got a funny story about elk. Oh, okay. Um, Last minute thing in the podcast. Last minute edition. Camp counselor years. Yes. Um, It was about four in the morning. We were all sleeping. Or so we thought. I like how you're using the video as (laughs) ambiance. And um, all of a sudden... An elk starts bugling at whatever awful hour. It was yeah. pitch dark. These poor kids had never heard an elk bugle. Oh no! Being that they are a very high pitched noise. Let's see if we can find it. Um. Here, I'll try and look for it too. That's an advertisement. Elk bugle. No, that's another ad. No, I don't want the ad. But anyway. That is the elk bugle. That's terrifying. Imagine that at four in the morning. I would think it was a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, these poor kids. Six of them dive into a three-man tent. Meanwhile, those counselors (laughs) stupid elk and try to go back to sleep. 
That's crazy. All right. Well, anyway, so I guess what we say at the end of uh, every uh, episode. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.